Welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. Earthquake during New Japan Pro Wrestling event. Will Peacock run ads during WWE pay-per-views? And I take you through my predictions for tonight's WWE Fastlane. I'm Jaden Becker, and this is the Daily DDT Podcast. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite platforms for your morning drive, lunch break, or whenever you need your wrestling fix. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, Give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Jaden Becker TV. Tonight is WWE Fastline. I'm going to give you my predictions, so make sure you take your notes there. But before we get into that, let's check out our news. Earthquake during New Japan Pro Wrestling event during New Japan Cup Night 12, uh, their event that they held. Uh, an earthquake hit the arena in the middle of a match. The earthquake was registered at a 7.2 on the Richter scale in Sendai. Uh, it happened during a six-man tag team match with Kota Ibushi, Okada, Tanahashi going up against Takahashi, White, and Kenta. Uh, the action was stopped for roughly 25 minutes before resuming. After safety checks had taken place, the event was able to conclude without issue, though a tsunami warning was issued by Japan. Luckily, everyone was safe uh, after that earthquake, but you know, wrestling in an earthquake is not something you usually do that often, and for, um, for, for that to happen over in Japan, definitely a crazy, crazy, crazy event. Uh, will Peacock run ads during pay-per-views? Well, we'll definitely find out tonight at Fastlane, but according to reports by PW Insider, Peacock will not be running ads during WWE pay-per-views. That means if you plan on getting Peacock, which you should if you want to get WWE pay-per-views, there's no need to splurge on the $9.99 version of Peacock, which gives ad-free service. You can buy the $4.99 one and still have no ads during live WWE pay-per-views. Now, does that mean when you go back and watch previous pay-per-views or watch uh, WWE Network specials or Peacock specials at this point, if you go and watch those, will there be ads? Probably. But uh, as it stands right now, and according to reports, there will be no ads running uh, with live WWE pay-per-views, meaning if you're just getting the network for uh, WWE pay-per-views, there's no need to get that extra $5 in every month to, for the $10 version. You can just buy the $4.99 one. We are going to get right into our predictions for tonight's WWE Fastlane. But before we get into that, let us thank our sponsor, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over the technology developments to provide the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. We have an exclusive offer for my listener, 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That is FANSIDED20, all caps, at manscaped.com at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Let's get right into the predictions here, starting off with one of my most favorite matches I'm hoping for tonight. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a no-holds-barred match. I'm going with Drew McIntyre here. Sheamus coming off a loss already coming into this one against Bobby Lashley. Uh, does that mean that he 
technically, with, by the words of WWE, he has a better chance of winning the next match, given the fact that he lost the build-up match coming into it. Yes, that's true, but I think uh, they want to continue to make Drew McIntyre look strong going into WrestleMania, given the fact that McIntyre is going against Bobby Lashley at Mania for the WWE Championship. It would make no sense for me for McIntyre to lose this match while on the road to WrestleMania. McIntyre should look as strong as possible, either when he beats Bobby Lashley or when Bobby Lashley wins, uh, Bobby Lashley will look stronger given the fact that he would be a strong Drew McIntyre. So there make no, there's no reason here why McIntyre should lose. Uh, I understand it's a no-holds-barred match, and this one definitely should be fun. McIntyre and Sheamus have been putting on great match after great match every time these two go at each other, and I'm really, really excited for this one, and I think McIntyre is going to come out on top here. Next match of Fastlane, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Uh, crazy enough here, I'm going to have to go with Shane McMahon. Uh, I, I know it might sound insane, and, and, and if we're living in a real world here, Braun Strowman is eating everybody up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, no matter who is put up against him. But I'm going with Shane McMahon here at Fastlane. I feel like uh, this story is not going to be over after Fastlane. I feel like there's going to be a lot more story to tell. Uh, so give Shane McMahon the victory here so Braun Strowman looks better in the future. Uh, that's why I think they're going to go with the, with this angle, the WWE. And uh, no matter the outcome of it, it's definitely going to be some, it's not going to be a clean match. You're not going to see Shane McMahon beat uh, Strowman clean. There's going to be some swindling. There's going to be some, you know, the illegal objects involved. There's going to be a lot more than just a wrestling match between Strowman and Shane McMahon, obviously. And uh, I think McMahon's going to come out on top because of that reason. Uh, he'll be able to find his way to victory. But later on down the line, maybe at WrestleMania, maybe on an episode of Raw, even at this point, with how, the way this storyline is looking, we're going to see Strowman uh, be the, the ultimate victor of all of this because there's no reason why Shane McMahon should be in any way, shape, or form. Next match, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, this is a little bit of a weird one. Hey, given that it's an intergender match, uh, this is how, how it's been booked and portrayed. I think this is going to be a match of some sort. Obviously, uh, given the, all the mythology of it and all the mysticism and everything that's going on in between uh, with The Fiend and Randy Orton, all that stuff being called back from tables, lads, and chairs. Uh, it's really nice to see this this booking, and I really think it's, it's super duper interesting on the way to WrestleMania. I think we do possibly see the return of the Fiend here at Fastlane. There's a really really good chance of that happening. Uh, I, I wouldn't be super surprised if it happened, but if it, it did, I'm gonna, gonna get a huge pop out of me because I really have been missing the Fiend for quite some time. But uh, Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, I think Bliss gets the victory here, funny enough. Uh, there's no reason for Randy Orton to pin Alexa Bliss, even though if anybody is going to do it, if anyone's going to be the guy to uh, pin a female in a wrestling match, it's going to be Randy Orton. We've seen him RKO uh, women in the past. We've seen him RKO Beth Phoenix recently. Uh, I believe that was around this time last year, or maybe a few weeks in this time last year. So uh, it's it's really really a fun match because it honestly can go two ways if it's anybody else other than randy orton i think alexa bliss hands down without a shadow of a doubt every single time will pick up that win uh, if it's anyone else other than randy orton but since it's randy orton it's kind of a chance that he can win this match by pinning alexa bliss uh, obviously i don't think this is going to be a match per se it's going to be more of like that firefly funhouse idea even though it's not booked as a cinematic match at least not yet um that's how it's not. It hasn't been portrayed in that sense, but 
Uh, I don't think it's going to be a full-fledged match-match, but I think we will see Alexa Bliss come out on top in this one. But if Randy Orton does, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think there's a good chance of that as well, funny enough. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. This match, we've seen this match before. We've seen this match at Survivor Series. I want to say that was 2019 or 2018 when Rollins was uh, the United States champion and Nakamura was the Intercontinental champion or vice versa. Honestly, the, the match is a little bit of a blur. And when everyone is excited for this match on paper, to be honest with you, everyone really, really wants to see this match happen. But the main issue was the last time we've seen this match, it was kind of lackluster. It wasn't a match that really uh, blew me away or anything like that. Even though it was a decent match, it wasn't nothing super duper exciting. Are they going to make up for it here in this match? Possibly. There's a good chance of it. But I think uh, it's a very, very safe bet to say that Seth Rollins is going to be the winner here in this one. Uh, This is going to be his first match back, I believe. Ever since uh, he he had his uh, daughter with uh, Becky Lynch. So, first match back. I think they're going to give him the victory. Uh, He has no current plans for WrestleMania. But those plans might look like uh, Cesaro. And him could have a match. Much like how I've been talking about with Seth Rollins. He has been the guy to now take what he has gained for over the past few years uh, after his time with the shield after his time with the authority after his time as a lone wolf and you know doing his own thing winning championships at the championships and all stuff like that now he's giving back and not only is he giving back to um the, the lower, I wouldn't say lower card, but he's giving back to guys that really needed the opportunity, like Kevin Owens last year. He needed his WrestleMania moment. He got it there. Uh, Dominic Mysterio making his debut in the WWE. No better person to pair him with, with in a feud than with Seth Rollins, someone that can honestly carry a feud like Seth Rollins has. And now Cesaro, who we talked about for, how long have we talked about Cesaro being underbooked, underutilized, and everything of that nature. Now Seth Rollins getting his hands on him and now making Cesaro look so much better for for it, uh, hopefully they'll have their match at Mania and type of grudge match in a sense, and Cesaro either goes over or uh, they put on a really, really good match. I wouldn't see a sense where Rollins would go over there. This is probably the match where Rollins does go over against Nakamura. Uh, nothing against Nakamura. He's going to get his opportunity once again soon, especially now that he's a babyface, even though they haven't really truly honed in on him being a babyface at the moment, Nakamura. I do think Seth Rollins does pick up this victory. And uh, those are all the non-title matches here at uh, WWE Fastlane for tonight. We're going to head into the break, but when we come back, I'm going to be talking about all the title matches for Fastlane. I got some big predictions for you that you're not going to want to miss. Definitely stick around right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. On this day in pro wrestling history, on March 21st, 1998, the WWF presented the Slammy Awards from the Westin Hotel in Chicago, Illinois. The show aired live on USA Network. It would be the last Slammy Award until 2008. A couple awards won from that. A new sensation, Rocky Maivia, The Rock. Uh, match of the Year, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. Star of the Highest Magnitude Award went to The Undertaker and Freedom of Speech award went to Stone Cold Steve Austin. There was plenty of other gimmicky awards that were given out, but I feel like those were kind of the the important ones with the important names. I listed those there. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Slammy Awards. I think they're important for the WWE. They they, They give us an insight 
and a lens on what, not what we're thinking, but what backstage is thinking for the WWE. What do they believe was the best thing that they did that year? What do they, what is the WWE management? What does Vince think that he did the best that year? And that really is, it's an award show for himself, honestly. Well, what was the best for him? And, um, yeah, I really like the Slammy Awards each year because we get that insight directly, pretty much, of his mind and what he's thinking was the best. Maybe not what we're thinking was the best because we'll find that elsewhere. We'll find that on the Daily DDT Podcast Awards down the line. But uh, what what Vince is thinking usually is what the Slammy Awards is all about. Looking at Fastlane for tonight, the championship matches here. I'm going through the part two of my predictions. Uh, starting off, let's start with the United States Championship match. Matt Riddle, or Riddle at this point, versus Mustafa Ali. And this is a big one right here. I'm going with Mustafa Ali. You might call me crazy. He's like, Jaden, what are you talking about? Mustafa Ali holding on to the United States Championship? You got to hear me out here. Uh, you forget how much Mustafa Ali was able to accomplish. He found himself in a WWE title picture a few years back. And now he is... Being the the voice of the people, if you will, I know you might call Sami Zayn that, but he's being the voice of the of the wrestling fan and the voice of of the idea of that creative not getting people over in the way that they should. Everyone, I would never forget Legends Night for the episode of Raw where uh, he he talked about the legends and saying that yes they they build that road they pave the road for people like him to to walk on it but when is he going to be able to when is he going to be able to use that road all he's been doing is standing on the side and and watching people succeed over him even though he's putting in the same amount of work same amount of effort and as all these other people when is he going to be able to succeed and I think uh, Mustafa Ali is going to be able to find some uh the ability to succeed in in fast lane as I think he'll win the United States Championship. Uh, nothing against Riddle. I think he's been doing a great job as United States Champion, even though he hasn't really done really much with it. He hasn't done anything that's really blown me away with the United States Championship. He hasn't been putting on. He's been on decent matches, but nothing that's really been jaw dropping or shocking. Uh, from this standpoint, he hasn't really had any huge, huge victories. A lot of it's been against the lower mid card. So for Mustafa Ali, I feel like he'll do great things with the United States Championship, given the fact that he's been able to will the success, if you call it success, of, of retribution, uh, given that now we can tolerate it in the sense that we understand the story instead of just really just wanting that off of our screen as soon as possible. And the you know, retribution in the beginning was was really, really a strong idea given you know, the type of invasion, internal invasion air angle that they were going for. And uh, it sort of turned sour when they gave them the weird names, you know, Slapjack and T-Bar and Mace and Reckoning and all that. Uh, I think it's definitely tolerable now with Mustafa Ali as the leader, uh, even though the segments are kind of looking similar, I give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think him holding on to the United States Championship will also legitimize retribution along with legitimizing Mustafa Ali once again. Looking at the Intercontinental Championship match, Big E versus Apollo Crews. A huge match here for both guys. Uh, Big E, obviously the Intercontinental Champion coming into this match. Apollo Crews going with a new gimmick, the Nigerian Prince uh, type of idea, Nigerian Royalty. Changes his whole gimmick, has a new accent, has a new attitude. And as I mentioned, uh, I talked about this in the beginning of the month of March. Um, we could see the good, the bad, the ugly of Apollo Crews and his gimmick. And it all depends on which direction the WWE decides to go. I felt like we saw the er the ugly pretty early on. He came out with the spear. He came out with uh, the militia guards. He came out with a new accent. And I felt like that was it wasn't right. 
uh, given the fact that it was such an immediate and abrupt change. And even though uh, that shock value is important, I felt like it was so immediate, so abrupt. It didn't feel genuine either. And now it's sort of growing on me once again. I think Apollo Crews is really embracing it himself. It's not like he's shying away from the new gimmick. Uh, this is, you know, it's brought him back into an intercontinental title picture. So that's one thing. And also with Big E, uh, I'm enjoying his work too in ring, but his in ring stuff, I also have to mention, his, a lot of his matches look very, very similar. He has his moves of doom, he has his Uranagi in the corner, he has his splash on the apron, you know, he has his big boot, and all that. He, he does everything he, he does almost in every single match that it, it feels kind of repetitive. Apollo Crews, yes, he has his, his move set, but it doesn't feel repetitive. A Big E, I feel like every time he's standing in the corner, you know, a Uranagi is coming every single time every single time and that's what sort of gets under my skin also same thing with Big E uh, what his promo work even though he has the right intentions and his message is right his delivery I've always felt especially now where he's trying to get all biblical on us even though I, there's no real problem in that I feel like he it's being forced it doesn't feel genuine for Big E it's being it feels forced I want him to speak in his own voice and not the voice of of this biblical sense. I want him to speak as a Big E, not uh, the character that Big E is trying to portray, uh, even though that is just professional wrestling in a nutshell. I feel like it would be more genuine and feel more legitimate as soon as he strays away from that. I had Big E winning this match, even though Apollo Crews uh, does look strong coming into it. I don't think they take the belt off of Big E now. I think he still has more time with it. I think he probably will lose it. Will lose it definitely a little bit down the line. Uh, is that to Apollo Cruz? Maybe, maybe not. It's tough to say. It really is tough to say going forward. I do think Apollo Cruz will take the belt off Big E at some point. Whether that is at Mania, I don't think so. Whether that is at Money in the Bank or pay per view down the line, possibly. I think these two will trade wins. It's just right now, I think Big E will hold it going into Mania. They, they want Big E to look good going into Mania, so I, I'm going to give him this victory here. Next match, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair teaming up to take on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Oh boy, this is a tough one here because you can honestly go either way. And I want to say Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the sake... I want to say that. That's how I would do it. But how would WWE do it? I think they have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair as women's tag team champions going into WrestleMania. I think in their eyes, it makes them both look strong. Like, oh, they're so good. They're the best. And not only is Sasha Banks a champion, but one of they're both also the tag team champions. And you know they're going against each other. It, just because they're... Uh, when we say they, just, you, they don't have to be uh, heels, one, one person doesn't have to be a heel... And one person doesn't have to like extremely dislike each other. Doesn't mean either. They also both have to be best friends either. They don't have to be tag team champions together. It doesn't mean that either. It, it makes no sense to me on why they just continually just want to disregard and make the women's tag team division look as terrible as possible time in and time again. And they'll they'll make the point saying, "Oh, look at our champion though. Our champions are are two of the top stars in the WWE." It makes sense. No, it does not make sense because given that they're both single stars at this time, it makes no sense for them to be tag team champions it really is absolutely absolutely mind-boggling and how are you going to get the belts off of them at that point they're going to vacate it and going to have another tournament what are you going to do it just makes no sense to me but 
Uh, I, I think that's what WWE is going to do here. Banks and Belair, if Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, and, and that's another problem, if Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler leave here with the championships, obviously if there's a DQ thing, no one wants, it's a lose-lose-lose, it's a lose-lose-lose, no one wants to see a non-finish, so if it ends in a disqualification, that's a problem because we pay money to watch this show, if it ends in a non-finish, we feel like we get wasted a match, if Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax win this match clean, then not either Bianca Belair or Sasha Banks go into WrestleMania uh, with a loss at a pay-per-view, uh, under their belt, which is not good. You know, you both want Bel uh, Belair and Banks going into this match uh, as strong as humanly possible, and with them taking a loss, that's terrible. And if Banks and Belair win these titles, it absolutely disregards the women's tag team division. So no matter what here, you're trapped in a corner. What is the less of all evils? I, I want to say it's Banks and Belair, and because at this point they've already disregarded the women's tag team division as a whole, and you know you do have your your, your riot squads of the world, you have Natalia and Tamina trying their best to keep this afloat. I feel it's just it's such a shame, and I really really wish that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler dropped those women's tag team championships to NXT and so they can actually run with it and not have to make their own and once again adding more belts to the pot here in the WWE it's just really really tough and uh, a match I feel like just with not a lot of 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 looking forward involved a lot of it just yes it's a big match who doesn't want to see Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair in a match who you know Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler they've been pretty good as women's tag team champions but it, so like right now in the moment I guess it's a good match but uh, going forward, it just makes absolutely no sense, and there's so much ramifications involved. It's just mind-boggling. Main event, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship with Edge as the special enforcer. Um, I'm not going to cut any corners here. Roman Reigns is winning this match. If Daniel Bryan wins this match, I'll be absolutely shocked. Uh, the only thing that would make me say that is with Edge as the special enforcer, but at the same time, Edge has continuously said that he wants to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, so it would make no sense for Edge to allow Daniel Bryan to win the match here. If anything, Edge will stop Daniel Bryan from winning the match so he can face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. There's no point, on, and, and that would help Daniel Bryan in that sense where he doesn't have to lose clean. Uh, the, these two have had a match at Fastlane already. Was that back in 2015? Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns came out with the victory. Daniel Bryan shook Roman Reigns' hand and said, "Go get him. Go get Edge and whatever." And this was when Roman Reigns, however, was a uh, babyface and obviously not a heel, even though he might have been a heel in the eyes of the crowd. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that, but. Uh, I, I think Roman Reigns wins here. I don't see Roman Reigns losing this Universal Championship for a very, very long time. Every time I talk about Roman Reigns in a in a in a prediction video, I say the same thing: he's not going to lose his belt for a very long time. And if he, this is an opportunity where he does, there's an opportunity where where this oppor this can happen. Daniel Bryan can leave Fastlane as Universal Champion, but once again, how much sense does that make? Given that it halts the momentum from Roman Reigns, it could be stabilized given the fact that Edge is at ringside, but uh, it, it throws everything off kilter. There was the first match announced for WrestleMania, Edge and Ro Roman Reigns. I feel like that is set in stone, and for Daniel Bryan to get involved, uh, it bothers me a little bit. It bothers me a little bit. And uh, a lot of people say, you know, this could be Daniel Bryan's last WrestleMania. You want him to be involved in some way. And why why do people have to be involved in, in feuds that write themselves? Edge versus Roman Reigns. This is two of the top guys 
in the WWE right now. Edge making his return after uh, not only his neck injury back in last year's Royal Rumble, but now making his return after his tricep injury in this year's Royal Rumble. You know, he, he's just trying to get back in the picture. And for Edge, he still has a couple more years left on his contract, I believe. He's still going to have a few more matches, and he'll win them. I see Edge possibly winning the WWE Championship, uh, not the Universal Championship, however, but I do see Edge possibly at one point winning the WWE Championship, given the narrative that if he did pick Drew McIntyre uh, at the time to uh, face him for the WWE Championship at uh, WrestleMania, after he won the Royal Rumble, it would be him uh, going to win back the belt that he never lost. The Universal Championship is brand new. Roman Reigns, uh, I feel like I can hold this belt for a very, very long time. When I say that, I mean over a year, maybe over a year and a half even. And I'm very excited to see him possibly having the match with The Rock to see who the true head of the table is. you know. And uh, I think Roman Reigns will, will continue to hold on to this belt for a while, but if any match that I've talked about with Rowan Reigns holding on to this Universal Championship on this podcast, uh, this is the one where there's the opportunity where he definitely can lose it. Uh, I don't think he loses it at Mania, but right here, I think he can lose it. I really do. There's a chance, but I do have Roman Reigns winning this match. If any, if any match is going to be it, this is it, But because uh, this is the highest opportunity for it, given the ringside presence of Edge and Daniel Bryan, but... Uh, I think Roman Reigns still comes out on top. Preview for next episode. Well, what are we going to be talking about? Fastlane, of course. I just talked about Fastlane all of this episode. I got I to talk about what happens in the next episode, of course. And I'm glad to be here with you uh, going through this on the road to WrestleMania. It definitely should be fun. Be prepared. I'm going to have some interviews lined up with some of our fantastic writers on DailyDDT.com. If you have any recommendations, anyone you specifically want to hear from, let me know at Jaden Becker TV. Also, let Fansided DDT know on Twitter as well on who you want to hear on this podcast. Definitely should be fun. I know we have some true characters uh, from from our writers on uh, DailyDDT.com, and uh, it definitely should be fun to have them on the podcast as well. But that's all for me. Remember to get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code FANSIDE20 at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite platforms. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily DDT Podcast.